On today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows, James tries to figure out what you call the pilot of a boat. John heads to the gym for some Pilates. And both James and John decide to put on a two-person virtual version of their brand new spoof musical, The Pilots of Penzance. All this and more on today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows. And the beastly horn approached the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice, but the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger, and there will be crossbows. Hello and welcome to another episode of There'll Be Crossbows. Another episode, you say? Ugh. Today's theme is pilot. I like to think of pilots as people who can fly things. I find it really inspirational thinking about pilots. I can't fly anything. Never have, probably never will. In fact, I don't have many technical skills at all. But pilots do. They fly things all the time. I think that's pretty much their whole job, just flying things. Wow. Inspirational, right? Well, now that we're all inspired, let's go ahead and kick this episode off and give John a call. Hey, John, it's James. Uh, yes, James. You'll, you'll never guess where I am right now. I'm in an airplane. I was going to say submarine, but no, you're right. It's clearly an airplane. Why are you in the cockpit? I won an auction. For the airplane? or no, the prize was to drive the plane, yeah. Fly, fly the plane. I've got, I don't know, I don't know. I, all I know is I've got a steering wheel and uh, 35 screaming passengers. What sort of fucked up contest was it? Did some random idiot win and fly a plane? You're going to crash, you're going to kill all those screaming people. Yeah, there is no doubt. They will have lasting trauma from this. I'm glad you have your, is that your co-pilot back there? He seems to be salvaging things somewhat. He's at least keeping you airborne. Yeah, he's the one that uh, will take the wheel just before we crash into the ground. You know, he's the one that is will be responsible for going like, right on back up. Well, that's good. Maybe try to uh, calm down the passengers, say some reassuring things. I think you'd be better at that than actually flying the plane. Maybe leave that to uh, to your guy back there. Okay, hold on. Uh, attention passengers, this is your pilot, uh, John Robinson here. And uh, there is no way we're going to crash into the ground. I do apologize for those of you that have vomited all over everything. John, you call that calming them down? I found that to be very calming. Look, it can, is the speaker, is my speaker close enough where you can patch me through? I sure can. Here you go. Hi, passengers of this flight. My name's James. I'm on an improv comedy podcast with your uh, pilot. I would love it if you would listen. It's called There Will Be Crossbows. Uh, every Wednesday, we release a new episode, about 30 minutes long. Share it with your friends if you survive. Whatever you do, panic the shit out of this right now because your pilot is a super funny dude but really unqualified to fly this plane. You're going to die today. That is perfectly clear to me. Okay, John, I think that'll calm them down. Because of the certainty. Before they weren't sure, but now they're sure. Passengers on a plane are already so suspicious. They'll see right through any like nervous energy and your announcement was so like tense, whereas mine was just pretty calmly just kind of laying out their options. And you know what I like about that is for the first time in months, 
they are not concerned about catching a virus. Yeah, no, you've actually managed to put the pandemic off of everybody's mind on your flight. And that really was my goal. I think I've accomplished a lot here today. What did you have to do to win this contest? I'm still so unsettled by the logistics here. Oh yeah, it was actually really easy. All I had to do was show up at the airport wearing a pilot's costume. Okay, that sounds legitimate. Did anyone confirm to you that you had won or did you kind of, you know, make up the contest yourself, declare yourself the winner and then hijack a plane? Because it sort of sounds like that's what happened. When you put it that way, it sounds pretty shady. That is, I prefer to think of it as winning a contest. Your co-pilot didn't even try to stop you. He didn't say, huh, the normal guy who I usually fly with isn't here and you are instead. Oh no, he definitely tried to stop me, but then I showed him pictures of his wife. He took that to mean that I was threatening her, which I totally wasn't. Well, tell you what, John, I'm going to try to bail you out of this. Uh, oh, hang tight. I'm Googling how to land a plane. Better hurry, James. Uh, okay. There's a video. Okay, is it hard to land a plane? Landings are not inherently difficult, but there are a few pilots who could stand to polish their technique a bit. Okay, like you. If there's any way we could uh, get this information to me in like the next 20 seconds, uh, might be very useful. Airplane landing runway 10 would be on the magnetic heading of approximately 100 from approaching the west. I'm sorry. That's a lot of pretty technical things. First of all, can you explain to me what is a runway? According to this article, there should be this long strip of pavement somewhere. Any long strip of pavement will do. The ones at the airport are especially good. But if you just see any opening area, just try to get the plane there. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. That's easy. There should be some sort of break, like something that like slows down the plane once it hits this ground. Can you, can you ask your guy back there if he can find that for you? Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, I was wondering where is the break? It's, it, it's the big thing that, that's marked break. Okay. His attitude leaves something to be desired. Yeah, he is acting really pissy towards you. You're just trying to help at this point. No, at this point, we're just looking to get out of here alive and then all go home and then flee the country. Right, let bygones be bygones. Save these 35 people. So, okay, take take the plane down to, um, I mean, there's a lot of technical stuff, but basically get it in a really low elevation to kind of prepare for the landing. I've seen so many TV shows and movies where they've had to do this. I, I already know I need to keep an eye on my artificial horizon and make sure that my, my wings are, are parallel with it. We're bringing it down slowly. We're keeping the nose up, putting the flaps out. Okay, uh, I'm feeling good about this. You focus on that for a second. Patch me back through to the passengers. Yep, you got it. Here you go, buddy. Hey guys, passengers, this is that James, that, that improv comedy podcast guy again. Maybe overstated things a little bit earlier. Probably only about 16 of you are going to die. The other 19 of you probably are going to be okay and come out of this alive because uh, landings only kill about half of the passengers. I just wanted to, before we land and half of you die, remind you that the other half of you who live should listen to There Will Be Crossbows every Wednesday on Anchor FM. Okay, thank you. Captain, aliens have been sighted ahead. Do we go into battle formation or do we try to evade them? Depends on if they're sexy aliens or scary aliens. Sexy aliens, sir? We don't battle against sexy aliens. We sexify them. They're firing on the ship. We've got to take immediate evasive action. Hey, uh, Richards, can we get a, a visual on the aliens? Uh, Captain would like to know if they are um, sexy or not. Uh, I'm working on it.
Send them a celebratory and introductory bottle of champagne. Fire the champagne out the chute. Wow, we had that ready really quickly. Uh, how's that visual coming? All right, I got pulled up. Uh, projecting a picture of the aliens on this screen here. Uh, are you seeing the visual, Captain? No! Scary! Scary aliens! Scary! Oh, turn off the sexifier! I don't know, Captain. I, I sort of like the third boob. I'm sorry. This is about your preferences, not mine. Fire on the enemy aliens. Cancel the champagne. Fire in the cannons. Destroy them. Destroy them. We're working on it, Captain. And just for the record, it's not about the boobs always. I didn't realize that's the first place you went. Uh, sir, would you like to enlighten me on what we're looking for when we're trying to find sexy aliens? Is it a tentacle thing? It is partially a tentacle thing. You are correct. See, when you've been captain as long as I have, you instantly objectify the looks of how this alien appeals to you because that's why we went into space in the first place. Wonderful. Captain, while you were talking, we formed a mutiny, and you are now out of command. Well, hold on, hold on. Is it a sexy mutiny or a scary mutiny? This week's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by Insanity Fuel Energy Drink. Oh, what did we do last night? And why am I in a straitjacket? The two of us drank Insanity Fuel! <laughs> What are you talking about? It's a new energy drink! I burned down a CBD store! <laughs> Why? Why would you do You can do insane things all night long because it's got 500% of the recommended amount of taurine you need in your diet. Taurine! <laughs> taurine! I don't even know what taurine is. It's almost all taurine! Oh. Why do both of my legs hurt? We had them surgically reversed! <laughs> Insanity fuel! It's insane! Hey folks, it's James here with an Amazon product review. This week John sent me the Raymarine EV400 Powerboat Pack. This is an autopilot system for a powerboat. And I have to warn you right off the bat, the drive unit is not included. It says so right in the description of the item, which is fine, honestly, because I don't even know what a drive unit does. I also don't know what this autopilot system does. I imagine, like any autopilot, it just kind of plugs into your vehicle and lets the vehicle steer for you. This is a little bit of a tricky one for me to review because I don't own a powerboat. I wish I did. I did not want to steal a powerboat just for this review because there's only a certain amount of crime I'm willing to do for the podcast, and I've kind of hit my quota already this month. So I had no choice but to install the autopilot system on myself. The day after I installed this, I woke up, I had breakfast, I went to work, I clocked in, I worked, I clocked out, I went home, I ate dinner, I watched television, I went to sleep. Next day, same thing. Next day, same thing. Weeks went by. Years went by. I became an old man. I never entertained any notions of dreams or aspirations for a better life. I just kind of wallowed in complacency for the rest of my days. I'm now 85 and on my deathbed, and I look back at what I did. And I have regret. I have regret for the things I never did. Don't be like me. Don't live life on autopilot. I'm not long for this world, but you, you still have a future ahead of you. 
I give this autopilot system four stars because I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt that if I had installed it on a boat instead of myself, things would have turned out better. Yet one of the many things I can never take back. I would like to take this moment to announce my retirement from the world of NASCAR race carring. Oh, Bing. Are you still upset about the whole can't be races no more NASCAR thing? It was like my favorite thing. I know, Bing, but it's an opportunity to reinvent yourself. Surely there's something you lack other than racism. No, racing and racism. Also racing Wisconsin. You could try raisins. You want some raisins, Bing? Maybe it'll make you less racist to eat some raisins. I could go for some raisins. Only the golden ones. Look, Bing, maybe it's the time to admit that the uh, world is moving forward and leaving you and folks like you behind. Maybe you just got to confront something deep down inside yourself, which uh, is what makes you so capable of such hatred towards your fellow man. I don't have to look at that because then I might have to admit that secretly deep down, I know that most people are better than me. Oh, I wouldn't say most. I'd say all, Bing. You're a piece of shit. I, no, I can't be. I can't be the worst person possible. I'm famous. I'm a NASCAR driver. Bing, I don't mean to break this news to you, but being a NASCAR driver is not make you famous. You have won literally no races. You have 17 followers on Facebook. You retweet yourself on Twitter. All of those are reasons why I am awesome. Bing, tell you what. I'm going to take you out back of this barn. I'm going to shoot you in the head. And it's nothing against you. It's just it's the only thing to be done at this point with people like you. Oh, there's no re-education or or nothing? Or maybe just, you know, letting me be racist myself? Nah, you're just too far gone for all that. Come on, old buddy. I'll wrap you in a Confederate flag for the burial, I promise. Bury two pieces of shit at once. It was gonna be a good day. springy day birds were singing in the trees the peasants all were on their knees my palace was warm and massive my concubines were passive Strong men loyal without doubt Then my hot water went out How can I be a good dictator When my water heater's a traitor Now my good mood is cratered Gonna execute a demonstrator I could try to shower later After I destroy the agitator I was supposed to tour the crater Made by my new pulse generator I'd like to go back to bed Don't feel like organizing my weapons shed It's amazing how quickly my good mood sank When all the heat left my hot water tank A 
try to smile, but I can't. Don't wanna see my sycophant. I'm feeling clammy and cold. Don't wanna roll around in my gold. It makes a dictator depressed when cold water hits his chest. I cannot strap on my flak vest until this situation's addressed. Nearly had cardiac arrest. Cold water's an unwelcome guest. My opposition will be suppressed. Your dictator's not at his best. I think it's finally time to leave my husband He's playing a video game while I wait for the repairman He's become obsessed with Civilization Six. Says he won't stop playing until the hot water's fixed He's been going for four days straight He's in a vegetative state I don't even know the last time he ate But he's lost about half his weight At least he's got Mountain Dew to hydrate I don't know how to communicate That he's not Alexander the fucking great He can barely move, let alone dictate I might as well have married a primate I can't let this man procreate Excuse me ma'am, I let myself in Here to fix the hot water But before I begin Your man sounds like he's a jerk Do you mind if I take my shirt off? While I work Didn't mean to listen in on you But if your husband only knew What a great woman he had in you Did I mention my name is Hugh Sorry if my eyes are way too blue Oh my hair, it's a new shampoo Incidentally I've never had Mountain Dew But I cook a killer cordon blue Oh look, you took your shirt off too Now that is quite a nice view I'm sorry if this is taboo But would you like to go somewhere and screw? Okay. Hell yeah. Wait, that's how the song ends? We just wander off somewhere and have sex? Yup. Your husband won't even notice, and honestly, that game is super addicting. Great. Were you still gonna fix the hot water afterward? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. It's just that the first half of the song really focused on that a lot, and I wanted to make sure we wrapped up that plot point. Hey, should we have sex while the song is still going? No, that's weird. Let it fade out. Today on Crossbow University, which for the time being is called Stabby Throwing Stick College of the Mountains, we've brought in a professor of aviation from a neighboring school, Dick McNickley. And Professor McNickley will be talking to you all about how you can fly anything, not just aircraft. Hello students, it's an honor to lecture for you today. We begin with the legend of Icarus, he who flew too close to the sun. He thought himself a god, but 
The wax that bound his wings melted and he plummeted to the earth to die. What did we learn from Icarus? Anyone? No one? We learned that we need stronger wax. We need wax that is sunproof. And then we too can fly as though we were gods. There is no object in this world too heavy to fly. But we need wax far stronger than anything currently invented. I urge you to pursue a career in wax science, where you can learn how to build wings that will fly any object to the sun. And unlike the weak Icarus, you shall succeed where he fell. You will take flight, students. I'm sorry, this lecture was supposed to be about 45 minutes, and I've wrapped it up in about 90 seconds. I'm... Assuming I'll still get paid for the full time just because it was really profound. We will now spend the next 30 minutes running around the classroom, extending our arms and making airplane noises. Are there any questions? Hey, you must be Amelia Earhart. I saw your plane crash over there on the other side of the island. It was the worst day of my life. Oh, I've never crashed a plane before. We can't tell anyone this happened. It'll ruin my career. No, you'll be fine. Anyway, out here, there's no way to tell anybody anything other than messages in a bottle. We send one of those every day, but we're almost out of bottles. How long have you been here? I've been here about 14 years. Uh, yeah, Charles. Hi, Charles Nicholson. The Chucky Nicholson? Yep, the ill-fated, gone-missing, I imagine, Chucky Nicholson. Everyone thought that you just fled to Guyana with your mistress. Nope, that was the plan, but uh, first I crashed this plane. So I've been stuck here on the island, but it's not bad. There's six or seven other uh, pilots over here. Everyone here is a pilot? That corpse over there used to be a pilot too, but uh, if you're hungry, we've actually been kind of eating uh, him over the last few days. I have a full supply of food in, in my plane. I was planning on a trip around the world. I left my co-pilot there at the plane to guard them. Wow, your plane is big enough for a co-pilot? Man, technology has really progressed. Um, we'll just have to make sure that... Uh, that there's enough room for sleeping for uh, me and my co-pilot and my 35 passengers. Would you be open to maybe using half of your passengers to kind of join us here and then the other half as a food source? Yeah, well, I would, I would love to eat most of those passengers. Let's just speak frankly. Uh, my plane did crash in half. I don't know where the tail section of the plane ended up. It's probably on the other side of the island. So we may have to hunt for them. Well, that's perfect. Go, yeah, grab everybody who's still alive in the front half, and then we'll go hunt and eat the rest of your uh, passengers in the tail half. It's not a big island. We'll find them within the day. Okay, that sounds like a plan. This is why I like pilots. Come up with a plan, execute the plan. Today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by the new feature-length movie, The 22nd Pilot. In a world where everybody flies or dies. Billy, your father's dead. You've got to be the 22nd pilot now. I don't think I can do it, Mum. You've got to. You've just got to. Also in this world, cats can talk. Meow. I'm a talking cat. I've got sort of a British accent. Also in this world, bubblegum is free. I wish I could afford this bubblegum. You can. It's free. Also in this world, it storms a lot. It looks like it's stormy once again. I should be used to it by now. And dinosaurs ravage the earth. Another dinosaur. Looks like that earth is ravaged. One man 
will rise above them all. I think my time's come. To be the 22nd pilot. Coming soon to some random streaming service that you don't subscribe to. It's Amazon product review time. Today, James has sent me the Helicopter Flying Handbook from the Federal Aviation Administration. I have to be totally honest with you. This book is not a very fun read. I'm thinking we're going to have great stories about flying helicopters into and out of battles. Stories of saving lives, piloting a helicopter in between skyscrapers picking up a life flight victim. But no, instead, we get stuff like this. Continue to evaluate each turn and determine the steepness or shallowness based on the winds. It is also important to remember that as the bank angles are adjusted in the turn, the pilot is subsequently forced to make changes with the flight controls. Make sure to correct for wind drift in turns. This maneuver requires turns to the left and the right. I think one of the major problems with this book is it doesn't seem to have a main character. The plot is so subtle as to be effectively non-existent. It's written in a really dry style, and I don't see how the author expects to hold anyone's attention. I'd like to suggest a rewrite. In fact, I'll do it myself. The first thing I'm gonna do is I'm going to add myself in as a main character. I'm gonna be cool, I'll have sunglasses, I'm gonna have this awesome windbreaker, and my catchphrase is going to be, I feel the need, the need for a dry technical manual. Just kidding. It's the need for kicking ass. And that's just page one. So watch out, FAA, because I'm coming for you. It is I, Senator. Gaius Lipschitesis. I will now take from the Roman people suggestions for punishment for this man here, a man who has been accused of stealing bread from orphans. Uh, hey there, it's me, uh, Leviticus. You've got a great name, yes. What is your suggestion for how to punish this thief? I think we make him get a tattoo and then, then shave his beard off. All right, well, no combined punishments. It must be one or the other. Fine, uh, we're making him get a tattoo that is of him getting his beard shaved off. Would anyone else like to suggest a punishment before we go with the tattoo of the man's beard removal? Yes, it is I, Pythagoras. Pythagoras, I admire your work as a mathematician. Aren't you Greek, by the way? I have just as much right to be here as you. Here, have a free triangle. Triangles for everybody. Thank you, Pythagoras. What is your suggestion for how to punish this thief? Yes, I vote that we nail him to a triangle. A geometric crucifixion. Now that idea has legs. And may I say that the two legs are equal. They're of equal length, which means you can easily figure out the distance between them. We're changing plans today. I'm now taking suggestions on how to punish Pythagoras for his impudence and obnoxious teachings here in a public arena. Yeah, uh, hey, it's me, uh, Leviticus again. Yes, Leviticus, you have such a good suggestion. How do we deal with Pythagoras now? I vote we make him wear mixed fabrics. <laughs> oh, you devil. Fabrics made out of more than one kind of material. As in corduroy and plaid together? <laughs> so it shall be. Pythagoras, you are to wear mixed fabrics for the rest of your days. Okay, that's, that's fine. I've lived a really, really long time anyway, and my days are probably numbered. And speaking of numbers, let me tell you about right triangles. I've changed my mind. Cut off his head. Uh -huh.
Well, folks, this plane has to make a landing. And by plane, I mean this episode. And by landing, I mean it has to finish. I don't trust my audience much, so I have to over-explain all of these things. Hey, if you like this show, tell a friend, and also follow us. We just opened two social media accounts. We are at Crossbow Podcast on Twitter and Crossbow Podcast on Instagram. So follow us on both of those places if you are into the social media. Of course, if you're old, like us, you can just send us a straight old message on Facebook or email. There will be crossbows at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may you land all of the planes that you fly. Also, don't fly planes unless you're licensed. This is just getting awkward. Man, I really just don't know how to stick the landing. Hey, that was a flight-related thing. Stick the landing. Let's leave off on that note then. <laughs>